Father God, we just want to say thank you for the opportunity to be here and to worship you and God, to just acknowledge your beauty and your glory and your majesty and God, we will never truly know the extent of how amazing and wonderful you are until we see you one day with our own eyes. But God, sometimes you just give us glimpses. And Lord, I pray that you would just help us to see just a, just a small portion of how amazing and glorious and beautiful that you really are. And when the world is falling apart around us and life just isn't what we want it to be or we're going through the valley, we're just struggling. That God, we can cling to the hope that to remember that everything in this life is temporary. Even the struggles, they're all they're temporary. And Lord, we may not be where we want to be right now, but God, we know that we serve a Father that we're going to go to one day. And we're going to get to be with you for eternity. And Lord, although the world has fallen apart around us, that you are beautiful in all of your ways. Sometimes it's hard to remember that. But Father, I pray you would help us to continue to keep our eyes on you and to focus on you. And to call on your name. To call on the name of Jesus Christ. For you said you can ask anything in my name. And I will do it. So Jesus we come to you this morning. We ask that you would be with us. God that you would speak. That you would work. That you would move. And God that when we leave this place. That we would not be the same as what we were when we walked in. But God we will know you. More than what we did before we started this service. And God, you will reveal yourself to us in a new way so that we can see and continue to see how beautiful and amazing and awesome you really are to give you all the praise and honor and glory that you deserve. Thank you for allowing us to have this time together. And I pray that it would all be pleasing and honoring to you. And all God's people said, amen. You may be seated. Please welcome Dr. Wilson as he comes for the message. Hey, thank you. Wow, what a joy it is to be with you. I am so happy to be here at Graham Chapel. I've heard a lot of good stuff about you guys, and this is my first time ever coming here. But um, I know your pastor, what a great guy. By the way, he was a very good student. I only had to put him in the corner three times, I think it was. Um, uh, it, it, it was... Um, yeah, no, I'm just kidding about it. Uh, hey, um, I'm the district ambassador for South Carolina. We're a family of churches, about 50 churches that you're a part of across the entire state of, of South Carolina. And we have brand new churches that are starting. And then there are some churches that, that have closed. So there was one just recently, they, they, they dwindled down to about maybe 10 people or so, and they voted... Here's what they voted to do. They voted to give their church away to a Haitian congregation that was growing and they needed a place. And what a beautiful gesture of kindness and love that they did. There's a church in Charleston right now that they're baptizing people and they haven't even had their first service yet. That's pretty cool, isn't it? 
So anyway, you're a part of a, a beautiful family of churches, and Graham Chapel is considered like a flagship kind of church throughout the whole state. I mean, you, the, people say, oh, Graham Chapel, really, you, you, you're part of a great church. You really are. You know that, don't you? And you have a great pastor, Pastor James and Pastor Timmy. They're just fantastic, aren't they? I think we ought to give them a big round of applause. They're, they're right on the money. Good stuff. That's right. Uh, I really, really mean that. Um, God bless you. You've, you, you've led well. I, I've seen some of this work that's going on in the sanctuary next door. Wow, that's a lot of work, and you're doing it. That's good. Good stuff. So I'm a professor, actually, at Southern Wesleyan University. Tomorrow, um, I'm going to be facing a bunch of freshmen who have never been to college before. They're going to be scared out of their wits at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning, and I get to be their professor for their first ever college experience. <laughs> it's fun. I, I love doing that. I love being a professor. Um, I'm training pastors is what I'm doing. I, I like to say I'm a pastor cleverly disguised as a professor. That, that's, that's the way I see it. It's a spiritual thing for me. If anybody's ever interested in checking out Southern Wesleyan, let me know. I'd be happy to give you a little tour and show you the place. Not too awfully far from here, about an hour or so, a little bit over an hour from, from here. Um, anyway, um, our, our district, we have a part-time district superintendent. Uh, Tom Harding is the superintendent. He sends his greetings, but he's kind of busy. In fact, right now he's preaching at his church. Um, but since I'm a professor and I teach during the, the, the week, then on weekends, I travel around and encourage churches and, and, uh, and connect with pastors and their spouses. We're going to lunch after, right? Yep, there you go. That would be great. And um, so that's kind of what, what I do. And I'm going to continue on today in the series on the Lord's Prayer with four words, four words. Hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. Can you say that with me? Hallowed be thy name name. Yep, there's something special about a name, isn't there? Um, my wife, Kathy, usually comes with me on these things, but she's not with me today. She sends her regrets. She's in Wisconsin right now because we have a brand new uh, grandbaby. Grand new baby. Her name is Ruby. And that's the first question that you ask, right? Do we have a new baby. Oh, what's, what's her name? Right? Because a name is important. We didn't call her Thing 2. We called her Ruby, because she has a name. A name is what gives you your identity. It's, it's, it's how you are known. It, a name is really important. In fact, there was a missionary from Mozambique I was talking to not too long ago. He and I were at a camp together. I was speaking, and he was there. Here's what he said. He said, in Mozambique, he's doing ministry in the camps, the refugee camps. And there's been conflict going on, and people have fled to the camps from the villages. And some children have ended up in these camps, and nobody knows their name. And, and there are some children that they just don't have a name. Uh, they, either their parents aren't there, or their parents were so busy with whatever, they didn't give them a name. And, and he said, so part of our job is to give these children names. Because you have to have a name. You have to have a name. A name is important. Now, and this is Hallowed Be Thy, thy Name. Um, actually, in the Greek language, the word structure is a little bit different. That's the way it works with different languages. The words are different from each other, like the way you order it and to make it make sense. And in, in the Greek, it goes like this. It goes, Hallowed 
the name yours. Hallowed the name yours. Now, the word hallowed, that means like sacred or admired or respected or honor or awe. It's this feeling that you get when something really wonderful happens or you're in a place that just takes your breath away. Like maybe you're climbing a mountain and you get on top and you see the whole thing and your heart just gets filled with this wonder. Or, or at the birth of a baby when that happens. So uh, I'm sure that uh, Pastor Timmy and Christine, that they had this hallowed moment, right? Wow, that's incredible. That's amazing. It just takes your breath away. That's what the word hallowed means. It, it's sacred, this beautiful take your breath away kind of thing. Hallowed, the name, yours. But we like to think it another way. We like to think, hallowed the name, mine. I want to be admired. I want to be respected. I want people to think well of me. I, I, I want to I lift up my own name. I want people to think I'm awesome. Hallowed the name, mine. That, that was the original sin, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. That Satan tricked them and said, you'll be like God. Oh, hallowed the name, mine, 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 my precious. And so we want to grab it for ourselves, grab the glory for ourselves. That's the reason why so many people get depressed when they post something on social media and not enough people like it. Or people may make some snarky comment underneath and it crushes your whole day because you put out there, you put it out there because you were saying, hallowed the name mine. Oh no, you messed me up. You dissed me. And then you get upset right or, or your your nose gets all bent out of shape when somebody doesn't thank you the way they should have thanked you or they don't they don't they don't give you the recognition that you think you deserve and you get all worked up about that well why why the reason is because you're going by hallowed the name mine i love uh i love the bible anybody here named mark by the way any, uh, in the first service there was a mark where's mark where oh hey over there, you're Mark? Mark, 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 this is awesome. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. We had a first service Mark and a second service Mark. That's remarkable. Ha, how about that? Mark, this is your favorite Bible verse. You're going to love this verse. It will just speak deep, deep, deep to your heart because it does to mine, you know, Mark, because I'm Mark too, you see. It's Psalm 37, 37, but it only works in the King James Version. There's only one version that it works. All the other versions, they get it wrong. But, but King James gets it right. Psalm 37, 37. Here's what it says. You, tell me if you like this. It says, Mark the perfect man. Don't, don't you? Doesn't that just resonate? Doesn't that? See, yeah, I like that too. I found that verse and I said, oh, this is great. Mark the perfect man. Oh, I love that. So I took my Bible and said, honey, look at this. Kathy, look at that. Mark the perfect man. <laughs> what do you think about that? Huh? Huh? Yeah, yeah. She says, I think you're misinterpreting scripture is what I think. She said, <laughs> I said, no, well, it says right there. She says, well, if you're going to go that direction, you could go to the book of Revelation. It talks about Mark of the Beast, too. <laughs> it's okay, never mind. I'm not going to be perfect man anymore. But, but what we wanted to do, hallowed be my name. That's what we want to say, right? Hallowed the name mine. But, but that's not what it says. 
it says, hallowed the name yours. Hallowed the name yours. It's, it's not about me. It's all about him. It's all about God. Hallowed be the name. The name. What is the name? There are lots and lots of names for God. Did, did you guys get a sheet as you came in? If you didn't get one, there might be some over at the back table. Um, I, I, I brought this sheet um, for, for a reason. I want you to have this sheet. Because I, I have one of these tucked inside of my Bible uh, that I use for my devotions. And, and I pull it out and I say, God, I need something from you today. Can you tell me who you are? Because everything that I need is found in who you are. And, and then and the, the answer is found in one of those names. I want you to take a look. If you can take, just take a quick peek at, at the sheet, if you've got it with you there. If you don't, you'll just have to think of a name for God. Um, like Because it says all kinds of things on the sheet. Like he's my rock, and he's my fortress, and he's my shepherd, and he's the bread of life, and he's the alpha and the omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's all the letters in between. He's, he's everything, right? He's the, 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 the fairest of 10,000. He's the refuge. He's the strength. He's our song. I mean, it goes on and on and on and on. And everything we need is found in his name. And so just prayerfully take a look at the, the sheet and say, it, just look, and one of those is going to just jump out at you. It's just going to pop up to the top. And that's the one that maybe God wants to speak to your heart today. I want you to turn to your neighbor and just tell them the name that just kind of pops up to, for you. Just, just, just kind of comes up to the top for you. And if, if you don't have a sheet, maybe just say, so what, what is a name of God that just is meaningful, just comes to your mind right now? Uh, today, just say what it is. What it is? It, the, the sheet has Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Is all of the names of God listed on this one sheet? Go ahead, share it with each other. And everything we need is found in His name. But there's one name for God that, that is greater than all the other names, particularly in the Old Testament I'm talking about. Then there's even a, there's another name too, but Jesus. But, but the other name, the, the name I'm talking about is they, the, the, the Jewish rabbis wouldn't even pronounce it. They would say Adonai. They would say Lord. But, but the word was Yahweh. Yahweh. And it was so hallowed, so sacred for them that they wouldn't even say it. They, 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 they couldn't write it unless they took a ceremonial cleansing bath. And then they would write the name. Now, I brought a scroll with me where God's name is written all over. This scroll, by the way, is from the 17th century, 1600s. It's very precious. It's the oldest Bible some of you guys have ever seen. It's the first five books of the Bible, Genesis through Deuteronomy. It's written in the Hebrew language. It comes from Germany, and that means that it most likely survived the Nazi Holocaust. They burned all of the Torah scrolls. But our scroll survived somehow, some way. Somebody hid it, and it made its way to Jerusalem. And a friend of mine bought it in Jerusalem and donated it to the university and I'm the keeper of the scroll, so I 
brought it so you could see it. After church, you can come over and I'll explain more about it if anybody's interested. But I brought the scroll because of the idea of the name of God, Yahweh. And here's the cool thing about Yahweh. Every breath speaks his name. When you breathe in, it's Yah. And when you breathe out, it's Every breath is a prayer. Every breath you've ever breathed in your whole life, from the very moment that your doctor smacked you on the bottom and, and you did your first breath, you've been saying Yahweh over and over and over and over and over and over again. You're just saying his name. Now, how about that? So like the most hardcore atheist that doesn't believe in God and hates church and all that and still praise Yahweh every day over and over and over and over and over again, all day long. <laughs> Isn't that cool? And so in him we live and in him we move and in him we have our being and the Holy Spirit. The word spirit there is, uh, it's pneuma. It means the same thing as breath. It's, it's, it's breath. It's, it's, it's the holy breath. And, and, and the name of God is that. It's this breathing prayer. So every breath that you take is a prayer to God. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that amazing? And that's his name. And his name is hallowed. It's honored. It's admired and respected and lifted up above everything else. And Jesus in the New Testament, here's what that means. The word Jesus means Yahweh saves us. He saves us. Jesus saves us. He saves us from our sins and he saves us from ourselves and he saves us in our circumstances and he, and he brings us to where we need to be and he helps us to become the best version of who we were made to be. And that's what the name Jesus, it contains the name Yahweh right in the name, right in there. And Jesus is our breath. And so when we pray, the Bible says, if you pray in my name, Jesus says, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll hear your prayer, I'll answer whatever you ask, I'll give it to you in my name. Do you, do you ever pray that way at the end of a prayer, in Jesus' name, and then amen? Now, the, the, the thing about this, the word in Jesus' name is not in just some magic incantation that you stick on the end of it to make, hopefully maybe it'll work now because I put the right words onto it. No, you're praying it in the authority, in the power of the being of who Jesus is. Yahweh saves us. That, like in that name, I'm going to say, so be it. That's what the word amen means, so be it. The word amen does not end a prayer. It doesn't end a prayer. Uh, most of us think amen is how you end a prayer, but it doesn't. The word is so be it. It means it shoots it out. If a prayer is birthed in faith and it's, it's consistent with the heart of God, then prayers are eternal. That means they keep going on and on and on forever and ever and ever. And so it, it doesn't end the prayer. It starts the prayer. It launches the prayer. Bam, it shoots it out. Amen, kaboom, there it goes, there it flies. And catch this, this is absolutely amazing. My, my mother prayed for me every single day of my life. 
every day. And if what I'm telling you is the truth, that means that every single prayer she ever prayed, they're still going for me. They're still going. They're going with compound interest maybe as it goes too, right? And and, and now, you know, she passed away. She went on to heaven. Somebody said, I'm sorry, you lost your praying mother. She's not praying for you anymore. I said, oh, yeah, I think she is. She's, because they don't quit praying in heaven, do they? I, I don't think. I think they still pray up there. Jesus intercedes for us. So I guess the people that, that love us, they still are praying for us up there. It's just not a long-distance phone call anymore. It's right there. It's right there. And so she's still praying for me, and it's still going. And that means that every prayer you've ever prayed that way for somebody else, don't give it up. You just pray it again and just keep adding to it. And it keeps going and going and going and gets stronger and stronger as it goes. That's the idea of prayer. Wow, wow. Now that is just amazing. Oh, Lord, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed the name yours, yours. We forget this. We get too complacent in it. Sometimes what we call prayer isn't really praying. We're just mumbling with our eyes closed. Like I, I was, uh, it was time to eat one dinner time. And, um, and I sat down to dinner. And I couldn't remember whether we had said thanks for the food. Our, our family practices saying a prayer before we eat. And I said, honey, did I pray for the food? And she says, well, apparently not. She goes, because if you had been communicating with the great creator of the whole universe, you probably would have remembered it. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe I was just uh, closed my eyes and said some words, but I wasn't really praying. I was just saying words so I could get on so I could eat, right? Um, sometimes what I call praying is just fretting and fussing and worrying with my eyes closed. Maybe instead of telling God how big your problem is, tell your problem how big your God is. You want to remind yourself that God is God and he's in charge and he's really true to every single part of his name that you have on that sheet. And so there's nothing that you face that is too big or too hard for him. There's nothing that you're going through that he can't handle. If, if God's on the throne and, and your faith is still intact, everything's going to be all right. Turn to your neighbor and tell him everything's going to be all right. It really it's going to be okay it's going to be all right because God is on the throne hallowed be your name and Jesus is the name isn't he he's what a precious name a beautiful name there have been sometimes I've been down and defeated and struggling I didn't know what to do and I just say the name of Jesus and just saying his name gives me peace it helps me out Jesus is the name above Every name. Hallowed the name yours. Now we say it, hallowed be thy name. And the word be actually isn't in the, the original language, but we put it in there to make it sense in English. So we can just put the B in the bonnet. That's okay. We can keep B in there. We'll, we'll put B. B just means it is. It, it's going to be and it's going to stay. And that's what it is. And you can go to the bank on it. You, you don't have to wonder whether God's going to come through with his name. You're not, you don't have to wake up in the morning and w wonder if he's going to be there today or gone tomorrow. No. He's always there. He's always present. He always cares. And he's not going to ever give up. He's not failed anybody yet. And he's not going to start failing with you. And so there you go. And that is the absolute truth. 
Now, there's a scripture passage I want to turn to now. It's from 1 Chronicles chapter 16. And it's a song. It's an old song. It's an old hymn. And David commissioned this song to be sung as the Ark of the Covenant was being brought to Jerusalem for the first time. The Ark of the Covenant represented God's presence, the glory of God, the holiness, the hallowedness, really, of God. It was like God was there at the box, at the Ark of the Covenant. You know, got to watch out the Ark of the Covenant, right? Because if you open it up, your face melts off. I watched Indiana Jones, I know. But they were, bringing the, they were bringing the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem. And there was this special song that was written just for that occasion. And they sang it. And actually, they preserved it for later. So it shows up in 1 Chronicles 16. It shows up again. There aren't very many songs like that that show up two times in the Bible. But this one does. It shows up as Psalm 105. So really what you get in 1 Chronicles 16 is like the same stuff as Psalm 105 because it's just, it's preserved later in their song book. So Psalms has a whole bunch of different songs, different, written at different times. And this is an early one, right? And, and so here's what it says. I'm just going to read it to you and listen for the name. Listen to what it says about name and this idea of exalting and honoring and hallowing him because they got it. They were singing it and they were actually doing this stuff. They were doing what I'm talking about here. Here's what it says, starting in verse 8 of 1 Chronicles 16. I think we'll put it up on the screen. Yeah, here it is. Yep. Give praise to the Lord. Proclaim his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. Do you see it? Proclaim his what? His name. Sing to him. Sing praise to him. That's why we do songs at church. There aren't very many other places you do songs, right? Except for karaoke and bars. But other than that, and happy birthday to you and showers. Other than that, people don't sing anymore. But they do at church. And that's why we do it. Because we're praising his name. We're praising his name. Uh, sing to him. Um, tell of all his wonderful acts. What does it say next? Glory in his holy what? In his holy name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice, rejoice. You don't have to be a gloomy Christian. You don't have to walk around thinking that everything's wrong and woe in the world. No, 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 no. I'm going to rejoice because God is with me. Look to the Lord and his strength and seek his face always and remember the wonders he's done and the miracles and the judgments that he pronounced see God's done wonderful things for you hasn't he has he done wonderful things for you has he given you strength has he performed a miracle of some sort or other have you ever seen him answer a prayer if you have that's what you remember that remember that you his servants it says you descendants of Israel you the chosen ones the children of Jacob, you, the people of Graham Chapel. It says, he's the Lord. He's our God. His judgments are in all the earth. And he remembers his covenant forever, his promises he's made for a thousand generations. That's you, a thousand generations later. That's us. That's us. And he's promising this stuff for us. And now we're going to move over to uh, verse, verse 27. Verse 27, splendor and majesty are before him and strength and joy 
are in his dwelling place. See, when God is there, you got strength and you got joy. You can't say, oh, I'm just going to struggle through today. Tomorrow's Monday. Oh, it's Monday. No, 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 no. Thank God it's Monday. Here I go. Give me strength. Give me joy. I'm going to go into this thing with strength and joy. Ascribe to the Lord, all you families of nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. This is what we're talking about. You see, there is his name again, the glory and his name. Bring an offering, it says, and come before him. See, it costs you something. Discipleship costs something, but it's worth the cost. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness or his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. The world is firmly established and it can't be moved. You see, sometimes things make us tremble and we're trembling. We're struggling. Stuff's happening. It scares us to death. But what this says is he cannot be moved. Listen, I'm not going to be moved because God's with me. I'm going to make that stuff tremble because God's on the throne and, and my faith is intact. It's going to be all right. Let the, let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let them say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Let the seas resound and all that is in it. The little fishies, they're all going, praise God, praise God, praise God. Let the fields be jubilant. And everything in them. That's the dandelions. The dandelions just popping up and praising the Lord. Praising the Lord. I was mowing down those praise the Lords just yesterday. But guess what's going to happen next week? Those praise the Lords will come right back up. They'll come back and they'll be praising the Lord again. And you should too. If dandelions can do it, you can do it. Let the trees of the forest sing and let them sing for joy because he's come to judge the earth. Uh, it was autumn one time, and I, we were driving by. I saw all the orange and the reds and the yellows. I said to my son, look at that. The trees of the field are clapping their hands. And then my son said, yep. And they clapped so hard, their hands fell off. <laughs> How about that? The trees are praising God. They're clapping their hands. The flowers are blooming. They're praising the Lord. Every blade of grass it raises up, points to heaven, and praises the Lord. Every bird that sings, they're singing, praise the Lord. And every single breath you take is saying, Yahweh, 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 praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. So give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Isn't he? He's good. And his love endures forever. Cry out, save us, God our Savior. Gather us and deliver us from the nations that we may give thanks to what? Your holy name and glory in your praise. I'm going to glory in your praise. See, when I say hallowed be my name, I make myself miserable. When I say hallowed the name yours, I glory in his name. That makes myself happy. That's the way to be happy. That's the way to find joy, just to glory in his name. I'm going to try something real quick. I'm going to count to three, and I want you to say praise the Lord. Just say praise the Lord. Now, do it with umph, all right? And just say, praise the Lord. Can we do that? All right, here we go. One, two, three. Praise the Lord. Okay, we're going to do one more time. We're going to amp it up about two notches. Are you ready? One, two, three. Praise the Lord. Oh, that's great. I, I, yep, I, my theory, I, it's right on the money. My theory is that you can't praise the Lord and be a grump at the same time. 
I was looking to see if anybody was frowning while they were saying praise of the Lord. So if anybody here, you know, I wasn't sure, you know, every, I, I, I figure I might be proven wrong at some point, but I've not yet. I've, I've done this about four times now and to praise the Lord, and I've not seen one person go, praise the Lord. No, you, it, 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 you have to, because we glory in his name. It brings glory back. It bounces back to us and fills our heart with the glory. So a praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. And then the next verse, I don't know if it's in there. Okay, the very next verse. Here's what it says. The next verse says this. And then all the people said, Amen. And all the people said, praise the Lord, is what it says. All the people said, amen, and all the people said, praise the Lord. So I'm going to say, and all the people said, and you will say, amen, and then I'll say, and all the people said, and then you say, praise the Lord. Okay, ready? Let's do it. Then all the people said, and all the people said, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, and amen, it shoots it out. It shoots it out, so be it. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for being with us. And thank you for loving us. And thank you for helping us. Lord, I pray that you would fill our hearts with praise and joy for you. And with whatever we've been going through in our life, Lord, may the trouble not get the best of us, but may we stand on top of it because we are more than conquerors through you because you're with us and you save us. Yahweh saves us. We thank you for the name, the name of Jesus. And we thank you for the name that every single breath that we take, it means to us. And help us to remind ourselves of this over and over again, that you are who you say you are. And that means we are who you say you are. And that means we're going to be all right. Lord, help us to have faith, to have holy boldness. Fill our hearts with, with love, Lord, for others and for you. I pray, Lord, for this church, that you would bless this church in beautiful ways. May Graham Chapel continue to be a beacon of light and may many, many souls come to you to know and love you because of this ministry. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. And all God's children said, amen, amen, amen and amen. Hey, just real quick, I'll, I'll go over to the, the scroll and uh, if you can feel free, you can, you can touch the back of it, uh, just don't touch the front of it. And if you have liquids like uh, coffee or water or something like that, uh, don't bring an open container right next to it just because it, it, that, that, that would be the worst thing to, for it. To, but but you, it's okay to touch the back. It, it's made out of leather, and that's, that's good for it, actually, the oils from your hand, as long as you don't have, like, mustard on your hands or something like that. Um, and I, I'd be glad to answer questions and stuff like that, too. It's a, it's a pretty cool deal. All right, so anyway, God bless you. Pastor James. us to remember that we are a part of something that's much greater than just ourselves. Like, I love Graham Chapel. This is my home church. This is where I was saved. This will always have a special place in my heart. But we are, it's so important for us to remember that we are a part of God's kingdom and that his kingdom trumps anything that we do even here. And so our, our goal as a church should be to usher in the kingdom of God. And we are a part of two point something billion other people who profess faith in Jesus Christ. And that's super important for us to remember. The district is there to facilitate us, to help us. They offer 
legal advice. They offer financial advice. They do all kinds of stuff for us. And if I was to do anything crazy, they'd be there to uh, to help, um, you know, come in and smooth things out and offer things. And, and, and they offer guidance in a lot of different situations. So we're very thankful for them. Glad that they could come today. Come over and talk to Dr. Wilson. He would love that. A lot of people from the first service came over and looked at the scroll, and that was a big topic of conversation. You're welcome to do that. Please be respectful. It's over 400 years old. It's worth more than most of our lives. Definitely worth more than mine, all right? But uh, thank you for being here today. We love you guys. Hope you have a great week. If you got any questions, Dr. Wilson, I'm sure would love to facilitate. All right, have a great week, guys.